0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with me wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. It is the night of the Sweet 16. Yes, I am still brutally, brutally, and awfully unrecovered from the Tennessee loss to Michigan. Because my volunteers should be playing tonight. If they had not collapsed in the final seven minutes, they would be playing Villanova right around 6 p.m. Central. I would be super nervous. I would be super excited. Instead, I'm going to be taking my first grader to Little League Baseball practice right around that time. But your boy is here to make you money. Here are my sweet 16 gambling picks. You can go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. Get up to $1,000, no risk. A lot of new states have come online. Louisiana, Arkansas, I think. Uh, Virginia, Michigan. I can't even name them all. Basically, you should go sign up because your state's going to be legal soon if it isn't already. Certainly, Tennessee, where I live, is. I got Arkansas plus 10 against Gonzaga tonight. Uh, The number has gotten all the way out to 10. I just think the Razorback defense is too good. Gonzaga did not cover, uh, did not look that great, I didn't think, against Memphis. I'm going to take the Razorbacks plus 10, as this number has continued to trickle out. I'm taking Villanova minus 5. I think Michigan has already played the game of their lives in beating Tennessee. Uh, Hunter Dickinson, incredible talent, but I think ultimately Villanova, as long as they shoot well from outside, Tennessee shot 2 for 18, I don't think Michigan will get that lucky for another game. Uh, I'm going to take Texas Tech to end Coach K's uh, coaching career. And uh, I I, I like Texas Tech to advance to the Elite Eight. They are around a one-point favorite. And then, look, I think probably the most underrated team in the NCAA tournament so far, certainly the most under-seeded team, is the Houston Cougars. Uh, I have got them plus one-and-a-half tonight, against the Arizona Wildcats. So my four gambling picks, I'm on Arkansas, Villanova, Texas Tech, and Houston uh, in the Sweet 16 games against the number tonight. Uh, that is if you want to ride along with me and join the uh, the Travis train, uh, me, Santa Clay, coming to town in March. Congratulations, my gift to all of you for surviving the winter of death is four gambling winners here in the Sweet 16. Uh, A bunch of things that I want to dive into uh, right off the top. I've been calling out, talking about it on the Clay and Buck show, talking about it on this show, been writing about it at OutKick. The New York City vaccine mandate, as it is being applied, has made zero sense, particularly on many levels, but I've been focusing on the sports prism in particular. And what I have been telling you is, It makes no sense for Kyrie Irving to be able to go watch Virginia Tech play Duke in the ACC Championship at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Makes no sense for Kyrie Irving to be able to go to the Nets and the Knicks game, sit courtside, uh, not wear a mask, eat, drink, whatever he wants, but he's not able to play in the game. Meanwhile, any visiting, any visiting unvaccinated player able to play in the games. Just hasn't made any sense at all. Well, New York City today announced that they were ending that absurdity as it pertains to athletes. And so Kyrie Irving wins. Congratulations to Kyrie Irving. He stuck to his guns. He refused to go get a COVID shot that was unnecessary, unlikely to protect him in any kind of significant fashion or offer any health benefit of any kind of nature at all given that he's young and healthy already and already has had COVID, good for him uh, because he won in this battle. And as we got closer to opening day, I'd been talking about the fact that we were preparing for a ridiculous scenario where Yankee and Mets players were not able to play baseball outdoors, but anybody visiting to play against the Yankees and the Mets would have been eligible to play. There was potentially going to be a huge issue uh, with even how many players were going to be available to play in the Yankee and Met games. Instead, New York City has ended this absurdity uh, for athletes and entertainers who are unvaccinated in New York City and they can now do their jobs again. Here's the problem. How many people have lost their jobs over what the rules that were put in place in New York City? I'll give you an example. I didn't lose my job, but during the winter, after Bill de Blasio put in this vaccine mandate for employers, I was not able to go to New York City and work. I couldn't have gone to our radio studio. I couldn't have gone to uh, the Fox News studios and enter them because I didn't get the COVID shot. I had COVID twice back in November of 2020, and then I had the Omicron version in January. So I've had COVID twice, zero issues with it, minor at best symptoms for around a day, completely over it almost instantaneously, all right? The reason why I bring that up is I wasn't eligible to go into our radio studio or our television studios in New York City for months because I didn't have the COVID shot under the New York City rules. I think now I would be eligible to go to New York City. I haven't been up to New York City, by the way, since I think October. Uh, but these are incredibly unfair rules that still exist for people who lost their jobs. For instance, there was 1,400 fired city employees who refused to get the COVID shot. These are people who work in, uh, as firemen, people who work as in the police department, people who work in city facilities. And the rules are still being applied. If you are inside of Yankee Stadium and you sell hot dogs and you have not gotten your COVID shot, you in theory are not able to work. If you're in Barclays Center and you sell popcorn, why in the world is New York City willing to change the rules for only rich and famous celebrities and athletes and requiring people who actually need to work on a day-to-day basis to remain fired over a COVID mandate that has had no impact in terms of making anybody safer, particularly now that masks are uh, eliminated indoors, kids can finally go back to school normally. This makes zero sense, okay? So what I am calling on is I want everybody who was fired for not getting the COVID shot to be rehired, everywhere all over the country, but in particular New York right now I'm focusing on, everybody in New York City rehired who was fired, and I think all those employees should file a lawsuit and they should point out that this ruling now that athletes are able to work, but everybody, athletes and celebrity entertainers are able to work in New York City, but nobody else is, is arbitrary and capricious and that needs to be torn down for everyone whether you play baseball, basketball, whether you sing, or whether you are a street sweeper, a police officer, or a fireman, that needs to disappear, and it needs to disappear now. Uh, I credit Eric Adams for uh, beginning to eliminate that mandate, but that mandate needs to eliminate it for everybody, and everybody who got fired over it needs to be rehired, and I think they should get back pay. And by the way, credit to the airlines that have come out, and finally, the airline CEOs, I wanna talk about this because I think it's pretty significant. The airline CEOs uh, are right now pointing out what is crazy, which is the fact that we still have this absurd mandate on airplanes that you have to wear a mask. I'm fortunate, travel all over the place, Uh, I was down in uh, Florida last week. I was out in Las Vegas over the weekend. I'm headed down to Florida again next week. But the idea that we still have this vaccine mandate in place is absolutely bonkers. Uh, uh, Sorry, the mask mandate in place. Vaccine mandates are stupid too. But I want to give credit to the 10 airline CEOs who wrote to Joe Biden and said, it's time to end the mask mandate now and forever. Uh, Those are the CEOs of Alaska Airlines, American Airlines, Atlas Air Worldwide, Delta Airlines, FedEx, Hawaiian Airlines, JetBlue Airways, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, UPS, and whatever the airlines for America is. Makes zero sense. And by the way, a lot of pilots disagree with this mandate. I would say the majority of flight attendants do as well. Pilots are actually suing, arguing that the CDC doesn't have any authority to continue this. This mask mandate (coughs) was scheduled to expire on March the 18th. Should have been allowed, in my opinion, to expire on March the 18th, given this is almost three weeks after Joe Biden walked in to the State of the Union not wearing a mask. No one else was wearing a mask inside of Congress. These are 80-year-old people and they're the ones that are most at risk by far. I'll get to that in a moment. But 10 airline CEOs are pointing out that due to the air filtration systems on airplanes, this idea that you wear a mask, except when you pull it down to take a bite or take a drink, all of this is madness, okay? That it needs to cease to exist. And so, and so... Uh, I give them credit for finally speaking out. And here's the other thing I would say. Everyone who has been banned by an airline, so long as you were not violent, everyone who was banned by an airline for having a mask-related dispute, if you were on an airline and somebody pulled you off because you weren't wearing a mask or you weren't wearing a mask correctly, all of those uh, should be wiped clean because the mask mandate on airlines and inside of airports never made any sense at all. And I know the vast majority of flight attendants and pilots agree that this should be gone now. Uh, And so I'm telling you, we shouldn't have to wait until April 18th. This should be gone forever. I'll tell you as an example, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. The only place in the entire city where I need a mask still is when I go to the airport, the only place. I can go anywhere else in this city, but when I walk into the airport, I have to have a mask. When I get on an airplane, I have to have a mask. As soon as I walk basically off the airline, I pull my mask off, it makes zero sense at all. So what I would say out there is, anyone who is still arguing in favor of masks on airplanes and masks in airports is anti-science. It makes zero sense. And I always like to use as an example, if you've ever been to the Nashville airport, you can walk down a concourse and they have a bunch of different restaurants where they play live music. And they have these uh, bars that face out into the center of the terminal walkway. You could walk by and like high five people. You could walk up to that bar. You could kiss someone uh, easily. The people sitting there facing out into the terminal are eating and drinking without wearing masks, the people that could literally reach out and touch them or vice versa, all of those people are supposed to be in masks. This makes no sense. It's utterly absurd. It needs to end and it needs to end now. Um, Something may have already happened with this while I'm talking with you for all we know. Uh, But what is crazy, the Cleveland Browns signed Deshaun Watson to the largest contract in the history of the NFL. Last week, uh, or maybe it was this, I can barely even remember. Today, news came out that Deshaun Watson is still facing a grand jury charge in a different county other than Harris County in Houston. And let me tell you exactly where that is. I'll give you a little bit of information uh, on where that, uh, where that is taking place. Watson uh, is uh, being considered sexual assault charges in Brazoria County in Texas. Uh, This is the 10th different woman who accused Deshaun Watson of criminal sexual assault. Uh, The grand jury in Harris County rejected nine criminal cases, but a 10th complaint uh, occurred outside the jurisdiction of the Harris County District Attorney's Office. The case is in Brazoria County, south of Houston, The complainant told police Watson ejaculated on her in a November 2020 massage appointment. Uh, Her lawyer said he expects the grand jury, Tony Budsby is her lawyer, to deliberate and issue a decision on Thursday or Friday. Uh, The question here, even though the Browns are saying that they knew about this, is what in the world happens if he actually gets charged with sexual assault in this 10th case. Now, the 22 different civil cases are still uh, still out there, but this is a potential criminal charge. What would happen now that the Houston Texans have traded Deshaun Watson? Did the Browns really know that there was still a potential criminal charge outstanding? If they didn't, how in the world did they not know And if they did, why would they give Deshaun Watson this big of a contract when there was still the possibility that he could face criminal charges in addition to all the civil lawsuits that have been brought? This is if he were to end up getting charged, and look, maybe this grand jury is gonna reach the same decision that the grand jury did in Harris County, but if he were to end up getting charged in this case, it would be an incredible mess for the Cleveland Browns. Did they know about it? Well, they say they did, which is crazy. Did the Texans know about it? Is there a possibility they could try to rescind the trade? Could there be a lawsuit surrounding this? What in the world is going to end up happening here? This is a real mess. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis and I'll Kick the Show is going to keep right on rolling. Uh, We were talking earlier about COVID. Uh, This is a stat that blew my mind that I bet you're not going to hear anywhere else. Did you know that in 2020, there were more people under the age of 65 who died from alcohol-related deaths, which surged 25% in 2020, than died from COVID, with COVID? Think about this for a minute. More Americans in 2020, 74,408, under the age of 65, died of alcohol-related causes, while 74,000 people and 75 died uh, of COVID, with COVID, right? So think about this for a minute. Alcohol, in 2020, alcohol killed more people than COVID did in this country, if you were under the age of 65. That is a mind-blowing stat. I bet a lot of you are like, what? Wait, what did you say? Alcohol killed more people under the age of 65, and the, the overall death rate soared during lockdowns than died with COVID under the age of 65. This, again, continues the massive age stratification of who actually died with COVID. It was overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly people who were senior citizens, many of whom were over the age of 75. But again, that stat for you, you were more likely to have died from alcohol-related causes in 2020 if you are under 65 than you were to have died with COVID-related complications. Um... This is, uh, this is pretty crazy. A couple of different stories. One, let's have a little bit of fun here. Ice-T put out a tweet. Did you guys see this tweet? I thought it was pretty well done. Pretty well done from Ice-T. He said, I'm reading directly from Ice-T. I was robbed at a gas station in New Jersey last night. After my hands stopped trembling, I managed to call the cops and they were quick to respond and calm me down. My money is gone the police asked me if I knew who did it. I said, yes, it was pump number nine. All right, that's pretty good from Ice-T, a joke about being robbed from a gas station, uh, from a gas station pump nine in New Jersey. Not bad, pretty well played uh, by Ice-T. Uh, the opposite of pretty well played, USA Today Sports, let me repeat that, USA Today Sports has a story up yesterday that read as follows. When watching Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson endure racial insult after insult during her confirmation hearings over the past few days, one person kept coming to mind, Jackie Robinson. Let me repeat this. This is from USA Today Sports. They did an entire column about how Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, who was enduring racial insult after insult. By the way, she did not endure a single racial insult. She was asked questions about her record as a judge, which is what the Senate Judiciary Committee should do. That's their job. Their job is to examine the professional record of someone who would get a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. No racial insult at all was directed towards her. Why in the world is everybody so desperate to draw analogies to Jackie Robinson all, the same, all of a sudden in the sports media? Leah Thomas is Jackie Robinson, the Penn transgender swimmer. Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson is Jackie Robinson. Every time I think the woke sports media can't get more left-wing and dumber, they go on and get more left-wing and dumber. It is absolute madness that USA Today Sports, again, USA Today Sports would have a column like this which has absolutely nothing to do with the world of sports at all in any way way imaginable. All right? It's just absolutely crazy to even think that you could make that argument in this context. Speaking of which, speaking of ridiculous and absurd arguments, the Washington Post, the Washington Post came out and argued, and I want to make sure I get this right because it's not just the Washington Post, it's the Washington Post editorial board. So in theory, these are a large group of the most intelligent people out there, okay? These are a huge collection of otherwise intelligent people debating and discussing the issues of the day. The Washington Post official editorial board opinion. Republicans boast they have not pulled a Kavanaugh. In fact, they've treated Jackson worse. This is an impossible argument to make if you have a functional brain. Brett Kavanaugh was grilled about things that had nothing whatsoever to do with his potential standing as a judge. Left-wingers came roaring in and made up, and yes, I am saying made up, sex accusations against Brett Kavanaugh from when he was a minor. The most credible, credible, of those accusers was Christine Blasey Ford who said she didn't know what year this incident occurred. She didn't know what house this incident occurred in. She didn't know how she got there or how she got home but she says that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her at a drunken party when they were both teenagers. The people that she says were at the party have no recollection of ever being there. There is no evidence other than this uncorroborated story that Brett Kavanaugh ever met Christine Blasey Ford. And even if you accept every allegation that she made as 100% true, there is not a crime that would have occurred. It didn't happen based on all the evidence. It was a lie, yet Democrats went line by line through Brett Kavanaugh's high school yearbook, grilling him on what every superlative meant inside of that yearbook. They attempted to call high school friends in an effort to get him to not be seated on the Supreme Court. The way that Brett Kavanaugh was treated can only be compared, interestingly, to the way that justice Clarence Thomas was treated in terms of currently seated supreme court justices. Ketanji Brown Jackson was only quizzed about her professional career and what she believes and what uh, what uh, what basically what qualification she has as a jurist. That's it. That's all she was asked about. It's embarrassing that the Washington Post, which carried the water for all of these absurd accusations, it's embarrassing that the Washington Post editorial board, it's not one person, this is the entire editorial board, would reach and render this opinion. It is without any merit at all. It is a pathetic, pathetic attempt to compare the two at all. Finally, let's close with some fun. We just talked about this on uh, the, uh, on the Clay and Buck show. Texas red truck driver. Did you see the viral video from outside of Austin, Texas of the tornado that came through and there was a kid riding in a red pickup truck? I say kid because we now know. Pickup truck was flipped over, spun around on its head, and then the tornado flipped the truck all the way back up and the driver just kept going. We now know that that was the driver was a 16-year-old kid, high school kid, who was coming back from an interview at the Whataburger, Uh, and he's 100% fine, but if Chevy and Whataburger don't sign this kid to lifetime endorsement deals, like a rock, indeed, this is the best possible publicity that Chevy could get. It's an unbelievable story. If you haven't seen that video, you can go to outkick.com and check it out and see it for yourself. Wild story indeed. All right, one more time. My sweet 16 picks, Arkansas plus 10, Nova minus five, Texas Tech minus one against Duke, and Houston plus one and a half against Arizona. Appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. My thanks today. Marsha Blackburn was great uh, on the show. So were Bridge Colby, and Joe Borelli. Great radio show. If you didn't listen to it, go download the podcast. Go subscribe. Make sure that you listen to it today. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP.